The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Let's get to our guest, Christina Hooper, Chief Global Market Strategist at Invesco. So, Christina, as Doug mentioned, the bounce back feels technical in nature with with program buying kicking in. Stocks had gotten pretty oversold. Uh, They had plummeted on this. The fact of the matter is inflation is high. Rates are going to go a lot higher and I, I suppose some would say that this pushes the terminal rate up around perhaps the 5% level that Bloomberg Economics has long suggested. What do you think? Well, certainly. I mean, what we got with today's CPI print was greater uncertainty about where the terminal rate is, but certainly a sense that it will be higher than previously thought. And, and that, to me, was one of the key takeaways from today. Well, you wouldn't buy this, though, would you? <laughs> well, it all depends on your time horizon, right? Because clearly um, we experience somewhat oversold conditions today. Now, that doesn't mean that the near term uh, looks bright for equities or risk assets in general. Let's face it. Um, we're in a contraction phase of the economic cycle. Um, growth is below trend and it's decelerating. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's not a very good buying opportunity for someone with a time horizon that extends beyond one to two years. Yeah, absolutely. And quite a lot of that has been uh, really there. Uh, are you surprised that you know the markets did rebound the way they did? Absolutely. And I think many were scratching their heads and asking, you know, what caused this big turnaround? And it certainly didn't seem to be a reassessment of the CPI print. It was hard to find a lot of positives in there. Um, but but it, it does seem as though, you know, there were other forces at work today. Um, you talked about uh, program buying, the potential for some, some short covering, um, also the potential for a reversal of uh, the U.K. mini-budget in terms of the tax cuts that have been proposed. And finally, a rumor or expectations on the part of some that the Bank of England might step in and buy more gilts. That could pull down yields globally. Um, And of course, as we know, um, the 10-year yield has had a lot to do um, this year and has had a strong correlation with stocks. You know, you mentioned that the economy was decelerating, but it still seems to be churning along pretty nicely, uh, not so much affected by 3% interest rates. Um, I think of a, of, of a running back, even 20 pounds heavier, a guy like Nick Chubb can still run a 4-5-40. Some things just are. Well, that's true. I mean, this is certainly a much better economy um, in terms of fundamentals in a lot of different ways versus where we were going into the global financial crisis. I think consumers are in a much better place. 
Christina, you, you say in your notes that it feels as though we're like in a holding pattern. Uh, you're saying that, in fact, you, we are in a bunch of holding patterns. Tell us why and what, what do you make of it? Well, we're in so many different holding patterns because we're waiting for signs of where we go from here. And, of course, the most important is the Fed. The Fed has really dominated markets this year. But it goes beyond that because the Fed is looking at inflation data, not just the CPI prints, but also, of course, consumer inflation expectations, really inflation expectations in general, but I think they're they're focused on consumer inflation expectations. Um, we're also waiting on earnings. That's certainly going to also be a key driver of, of where stocks go from here. So so there are a number of holding patterns that, that um, we're sitting and, and waiting for news on um, to give us a sense of, of where we're headed in the near term. So what do you do with earnings if you get you know, very strong earnings for the past quarter, but then a lot of worry baked into the next quarter? That puts you in kind of a difficult position. Oh, certainly it does. I mean, again, a lot of it goes back to your time horizon, right? If your time horizon is well beyond a quarter, then it's, it's not a concern. It could, in fact, be a buying opportunity at a certain point. But, but, but certainly right now, um, as we look ahead, we are waiting for that other shoe to drop. And, you know, some of it might not come in the third quarter. Uh, I think this is going to be very much a, a stock picker's uh, earnings season. Uh, where there are going to be the haves and the have-nots. Um, those companies that have been able to defend their profit margins have been able to to raise prices. We've already heard from some of them. There are some companies that are benefiting from uh, consumer spending. The consumer has remained relatively strong, and they've directed their dollars in certain places. They're not spending on goods uh, so much anymore. They're spending it on services. So, of course, we heard from from Delta today um, uh, about, uh, about their... Um, their improved uh, revenue because of, of um, the interest in flying, and that's what consumers are spending their money on. So I think, again, this is going to be an environment of has and have nots, but what's really key is not only the reports we get, but the guidance we get for the fourth quarter. Uh, Christina, you know, as you, as you mentioned, holding patterns, we've got the war in uh, Ukraine. We've, on top of that, uh, it's going to see how Europe affairs during the winter how Britain's uh, fiscal and monetary policy pans out, and of course, the nearer term, the uh, China Party Congress is on as well. Uh, so you've got all these things. Uh, you know, how do they uh, rank in terms of uncertainty for you? Oh, that's a great question. I would say I would start with the Fed um, because, you know, we certainly got hawkish FOMC minutes yesterday, but there were glimmers of hope. Um, and I'll give you a quote from the minutes. Um, that they would like to be able to calibrate the pace of further policy tightening with the aim of mitigating the risk of significant adverse effects on the economic outlook. Um, so, so there's a glimmer of hope there, but, but a decidedly hawkish set of FOMC minutes. And, of course, what we got today was, was increased uncertainty about where the Fed ends up uh, in terms of a terminal rate. Um, but certainly we have, have uncertainty beyond that, um, Europe and energy. Um, will they be able to source energy this year? Um, and I think there are even more questions about what if this goes into next winter and, and what are the prospects then? Um, uh, so I would rank that high on the list as well. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, so you, you, I think we'd all agree that people want to buy quality stocks, but how do you define quality? 
Well, that's a great question, and it's it's a quality is uh, certainly you know uh, more conservative accounting uh, can help in terms of of determining what's quality and and what isn't. But I think also a lot of it has to do with whether or not the results we see this time around have staying power. Are the trends still in place to deliver good earnings for the fourth quarter? Christina, thank you so much for joining us. That is Christina Hooper. Uh, she's Chief Global Markets, uh, Markets Strategist at uh, Invesco, getting her take on the markets after that hotter-than-expected CPI print. Well, just as an example of the difficulty in looking forward, TSMC had very strong earnings, but then it slashed its 2022 capital spending target by around 10%. Makes it interesting. Stay with us. This is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.